You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Here to bring you all the casual conversations on the shows, concerts, music events, movies, all the things we see and observe throughout our careers. We are going to feature some spoilers here on this episode, so please make sure you are viewing or watching what we have, what we are talking about here today um, before moving forward with this podcast episode. You have been warned. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Broadway, the 2022 Broadway revival of Into the Woods at the St. James Theater on Broadway in New York City. Into the This is the New York City Center Encores production that was in the spring. That was at City Center Encores that transferred to Broadway and is playing a limited run this summer at the St. James Theater on Broadway. Into the Woods has music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, a book by James Lapine, it is choreographed by Lauren Lataro, featuring the Encores Orchestra with music director Rob Berman, and it is directed by Lear de Bessonet. So, wow, what a trip <laughs> into this uh, show we went uh, recently. Tons of stars in nice. this show, too, some from pop music stars to Broadway names and everything in between, and just a lovely full orchestra and, and an amazing, amazing production. What are your overall thoughts on this production of Into the Woods? And we begin with me, as always. <laughs> mm. Overall thoughts. I actually jotted down a little bit of what it was because I wanted to get it out the right way instead of just rambling. But my overall thoughts on Into the Woods, I actually loved this production, Mm -hmm. number one. And I think that this might actually be one of my favorite Stephen Sondheim Mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. um, Where I think magic really happens in this show is that it's just meant to be imaginative. And for me, in this production, seeing a set that's so minimal and adding a star-studded cast like this really lets my imagination not have to figure out who the characters are at first, just let the characters speak for themselves and let me imagine what this beautiful production is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this really did for me. For sure. I think that there was something about, you know, diving into some of the design on this and just Mm -hmm. the overall, it is an amazing score. It is an amazing story. Every lyric tells a different story. I'm blown away by like where this show can take you. It's a brilliant idea with James Lapine and Stephen Sondheim did was to sit down and say, how do we take these fairy tales and like mash them all together in the woods and making it into the woods 
just makes sense because so many fairy tales are set in the woods. So, yeah. of course, that kind of makes sense to bring them all together there. We know there's a famous movie, multiple Broadway revivals. This is the third time it's been on Broadway, mm-hmm. the original, and then there was a revival, and this is the second revival. Um, I will be honest. At first, when I saw it, I was like, and the curtain rose, and I was like, oh, okay, There's a, the orchestra's on stage, which I love that. I yeah. do like that in a lot of shows, and I like that for this one. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the orchestra is like a character. It's like part of the scenery. The music is sung through. They, they are such a part of the show. Why hide them? In you this know? show, uh, in this show, it makes really, sense. it makes sense to have yeah. the orchestra on the stage. I thought I saw the trees. I saw the steps. I was like, oh, this is pretty bare bones of a set mm-hmm. for a Broadway show. I'm like, okay, but it just kind of totally didn't matter as the show went on. Because, like you said, you were really forced to use your imagination in so many ways. The puppet of Milky White, the puppet of the giant's feet. I actually could like envision the way, the, the direction the giant was facing, what they were doing with the heel of the giant's wife and all that. I think it was really, really impressive. Just from a design element, the trees being there, the trees peeling in the second act, the birds coming in as puppets. It was just really, really smart. Well, for me, this is also interesting. I've never seen a City Center production. Mm-hmm. Have you? Um, no, I actually have okay. not. That's Either on the list because there's some actually good ones announced for the next season. So hmm. yeah, we'll have to head over. We there. almost we were very close to go and yeah, see. Yeah, right. A Thoroughly Modern Millie. We're, yes, we're going to supposed to see that. We had tickets to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pandemic. Well, but, and just so you all know, good. if you don't know what City Center Encores does, they take old shows and they bring them back to the forefront in a limited run, basically on Broadway, but it's in a concert style right. setting. So sometimes they're holding scripts still, limited, almost no scenery. The orchestra's usually on stage and they're holding their scripts sometimes. And So you've tried to find shows that haven't been done in a while or have been forgotten or both. Yeah. So it's nice to see like Into the Woods brought back in that way and then transfer to Broadway from there. Right. So uh, obviously like I get what city center does. And for me, what I really liked here was that they kind of kept true to what they do and mm-hmm. brought it to a Broadway stage. Right, I, like that. I don't really know, uh, at least not in my lifetime. I don't think I've really seen a city center show transfer to the Broadway. Well, stage. fun fact, the Chicago revival on Broadway right now was a city center show that was brought and has not left. <laughs> that is, I'm all, I'm, and please correct me out there if I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive that was started at city center and stayed. Some of them do transfer to Broadway in limited runs. This is not the first time we've seen that. Chicago was just one that never left after that one. Yeah. But um, yes, there have been times where City Center has come. And, uh, but, this but really, I'm saying run. like in my lifetime sure. now. Sure. I the, Chicago was 1997. Right. I was a Yes. But <laughs> I'm saying now where I'm seeing something like this, I always hear about the City Center shows and now seeing this one come and really getting to have that experience but have it on a Broadway stage, I was said – you know, they stayed true to what they put on the stage and then they just enhanced it a little yeah. bit more because we've seen footage of what they did with this production at City Center right. and now how they kind of enhanced it a little bit for Broadway. And and some things were changed in casting yeah. as well. It looks like about two-thirds of the cast came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Um, Brian Darcy James is playing the baker, but it was Neil Patrick Harris. Philippa Sue is playing Cinderella, it was Danae Benton. And Patina Miller is now playing the witch, it was Heather Headley. Mm-hmm. So they're all Broadway names. They're all amazingly talented. Talking about this cast, yeah, who, let's just, let's go, just to go, to go to the cast because it's all about them. <laughs> let's just and go to this of cast. Of course, the design is amazing and the costumes and everything too, but we'll, we'll get to some of that with the cast talk here. What is your thoughts on just this cast in general and anyone specific that stood out to you? I mean, they all stood out. Yeah. But what I personally loved about this cast is they really got the comedy of this show mm-hmm. down to a T. Sometimes this show can be done and the comedy is completely just like stripped away, forgotten about. But this, the comedic timing of these actors was just 
on point. Yeah. And, you know, right off the bat with you have Brian Darcy James playing the Baker and you have Sarah Bareilles playing the Baker's wife. Their chemistry was just perfect. Amazing. Perfect. Like amazing. And they both were – and we've seen – I've never seen Sarah Bareilles actually in anything. But, I've actually never seen her live, period. Yeah. And I thought she did <laughs> – they all handled it so well. Their chemistry was amazing. It really, it really, really was. was. It You know, Neil Patrick Harris is great. But there was just something like, I don't know if I would have really preferred to see mm-hmm. him in this role because I love Ryan so much. I love what he does. I love his timing is just perfect. Yeah. I like how he sings. Yeah. And just being able to see Sarah Bareilles, like, I didn't know. At first when she started, I'm like, hmm, okay, uh, we're going to go there. But then I started really seeing her unleash into the baker's wife. And it's like everyone can kind of have their own opinion on, like, what does she want in life? Who is she? And I just think when she got to her moment in the show where she's singing Moments in the Woods, I was like, this, she hit every note. Yeah, and what's so... It was so so emotional. And then her death right after that was so tragic. Mm -hmm. To me, I've always found The Baker's Wife to be my favorite character in this whole show. I love her arc. I love her journey. I love her songs. I love her her lines and her comedy. She was really impressive. I was very impressed with what she did with the role. And she makes you feel that because most people in this world, I feel like, are either... They feel what she feels. Mm -hmm. You know, not being able to do something, being told, no, you can't do this, but wanting to, wanting to yearn for that, like, lust of something else or just helping, you know? Right. But also, like, stumbling along the way, making the mistakes along the way. And I really think she got there. And that's why I think, like, when we get to her death in the show, it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, you were rooting for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were rooting for you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, and then it's like, oh, okay. You know, what... I guess this is a question because I always know that you say that she's your favorite character mm-hmm. in the show. But what do you really feel like rep- like the baker's wife represents in this show? I think the baker- baker's wife represents like most people. It's a woman who is, first of all, starts the show very yeah. different than the way she ends the show. Right. She's not listened to from her husband. She's right. not even invited into the woods with him. She's trying to get this baby. They're trying to break the curse. Then they get to the second act and she has an affair and makes some choices and she has to say, well, actually, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I've learned now from it. Everything these characters are dealing with in the woods, they're learning from Little Red, the witch, they're all learning, which is our journey through life and how we're learning and how, and I also, and to stray away from the bigger side for a second and just talk about these characters as a whole, I always think it's amazing how act one, they're all like individually doing something. Yeah. And then you get to act two and they all have to come together to defeat the one evil. Very similar to how we all had to come together after 9-11. We all had to come together in a pandemic. We all had to come together in serious situations, regardless of what our individual journeys are. That's where I think James Lapine and Stephen Sondheim's brilliance comes through. And what do they do? It's not perfect. They want to throw Jack to the giant. And one person's like, no, but it's your fault. It's your fault, but it's your fault. And they're all like blaming each other. And it's like, right. here's society. Mm-hmm. And who gets who gets killed by someone else, not the giant, yeah. when we learn from Jack's mother. And then who just gets killed instantly by the giant without a no heads up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just amazing to see that journey of the act two. And act two gets so dark yeah. and gets really sad. Right. Um, 
you end act one, you think the show could be over. You know, the kids version of this is actually just act one because <laughs> I, it's enough there for the kids, I guess. But, you know, you learn as an adult really and yeah. more with act two. I feel like, yeah, there's so much I want to stay into like the plot of this. The um, plot's a lot. There's right. a lot going on. I, I mean, we can keep going through characters too because that would help us because I also feel like. Well, let's go through them a little yeah. bit quick. And then I feel like we're just going to end up talking about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Well, that's why we're here. <laughs> I feel like we're just going to end up being like, because this is really a, a time that I finally got to really dive into this story. So anyway, we'll get to there. Um, Cinderella, Philippa Sue. Loved it. Loved. Very normally, impressed. For me, normally, you know, most people probably know, I'm not a huge Philippa Sue fan. Okay. But it, it, she made me a fan of her. Yeah, she was wonderful. So Philippa this. Sue, I'm a fan. Yes. <laughs> Before, was I wasn't. She, now, I am. But, she was great. <laughs> she was really great. I Another one. You know, when you see such seasoned actors up on a stage and they just really know how to act. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. When you get people that know how to act. And I think every single one of these actors really, really, really know how to act. And they also really know how to sing. Yeah. Yep. Which was great. And she was she was also bringing comedy at times. And she was bringing a different side to who she is as an actor where she wasn't in many of her previous roles. Mm-hmm. This was really nice to see. Um, then we have Jack and we have Jack's mother. Yeah, they were Played by great. Uh, Cole Thompson and Amy Garcia. Yeah. Great. Great. They had great chemistry together. I, I thought they were wonderful. And I thought they, they're very interesting characters in the show, too. Yeah, they they almost are. wants to blind and blame everyone on Jack. And then the mother's so hysterical, they really kill her. Right. That's sad. Right, right. Yeah. And, okay, the witch. Patina Miller real. Now, I've seen Patina in a few things. I have never seen Patina yeah, Miller. She's and once again, fan. Fan, yes. Fan. Yeah, she's amazing. She amazing. finds the comedy in it. She's belting. We haven't seen her on Broadway in almost 10 wow. years. She won a Tony almost 10 years ago in Pippin. And this is like an awaited return for her. Yeah. I have heard that Heather Headley in the City Center was amazing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bettina is just amazing in it. Yeah, she and I really, love really what great. she brought to The Witch because – you have the witch making all of the comedy in the beginning, but the witch had her witch. The witch has her own agenda. Oh yeah, she's trying to shield Rapunzel from the world. She's and trying to protect her, but she's also scared of herself. She's scared of herself, but she wants her beauty back. Mm-hmm. And there's only one way to get it: it's to use other people right. to get. To get. And they all say that in the show. Who are you? Who do you need in the woods and meet in the woods? And who do you avoid right. and to get what you want? Everyone has to get what they want. Yeah. And so. And when she gets what she wants, and she has her transformation, I'm sorry, she is stunning. Yeah. She is stunning. gorgeous. I would have liked to see a transformation happen. I think a transformation on stage would have been doable. Yeah. I mean, I've seen. Oh, gosh. Anywhere from community theaters, high school theaters, to theme park shows, everything in between do live transformations right in front of me on stage. I just don't understand why that was like a walk-off stage change and walk-back on moment. Yeah. It adds to the concert-esque feel of the piece. Yeah. I understand Staying that, Staying true to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we had Gavin Creel and Joshua Henry play the parentis. Hilarious. And Hilarious. Just, and Gavin Creel was the wolf as well. Oh, yes. And, and just great. Like, yeah. so great. Agony is such a crowd pleaser. Everyone <laughs> loves really that. Is. It's just great. He's got a reprise in the second act of yeah. it. If there's one thing I remember from the movie, it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and they were wonderful. They really, really were. I, I have to say that I was blown away by Julie Lester as Little Red. Same. I've seen her in this Disney's High School Musical, the musical, the series show. She's fu- great on that and funny and wonderful. She is like... 
every line, every move. I, I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, please stay on Broadway. She, first, she was wonderful to be on stage. Yeah. Like, fangirl over her too uh, she was really nailing it and she's on this stage this is her broadway debut yeah yeah she you would never know she you think she's been doing shows or like you know every week commanding the stage right just as well as everyone else yeah. up on that stage and she stood out yeah for all the right reasons yeah yeah and she her comedic timing what she brought to little red sometimes little red can be like you know that arrogant little girl yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but it's like no, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It worked <laughs> really well. She was really great. In addition to some of the other characters, like um, you had Annie Golden up there, who's amazing, playing a lot of small roles, the giant's yeah. wife voice and the Cinderella's mother in the tree and all those things. Um, I, I, There's something about Nancy Opal to me. <laughs> I've seen her in a few things now. When I saw she was playing Cinderella's stepmother, I was like, yes. That is a – it was like, yes, Christine Bransky does this in the movie, but like there's something about like this – these it was like Moira Rose esque kind of up there, yeah. like a little Catherine O'Hara esque, and I just was like, you get these one line singers, and she's cutting the toe off the heel and the foot, and it's I was like, so funny. It's just so great, and the stepsisters were great too. That whole family, I loved their costumes, and they're I such bit roles in the show yeah. compared to the other uh, leads. Yeah, you know, you have what Annie Golden was doing. You have the stepmother. You have the stepsisters. You have Rapunzel. These are all smaller mm. roles. But they're so memorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From what you do on that stage, you can make that role memorable. Right, right. You know, right. and it was it was just great, you know. They um, were all really, really great. And, and I loved the puppeteer who was doing Milky White. Milky White is such an important character. And I think it's so great to see the reactions and how yeah. wonderful that is. It was really, really great. And that the puppet was a, a, pl- a crowd pleaser. And we had an understudy for that. Um, but the, so to a shout out to the who played the role of Milky White when we saw it was Cameron Johnson. So right. kudos to you. Yeah. I mean, it's Bravo to this cast. Yeah, yeah. Literally bravo. It is a limited run. Yeah. It is only playing. There's a show going into this theater after, so there's only a few weeks left to see it. Why Why do you think that? Why do you think this is a limited run? Why sh- Is it going to stay a limited run? Why do you think this is like a pack it in in the summer and get it in and get it out? Why do you think Broadway is doing that? Or the producers are doing that? I, mm, I would say that... Many people wanted to see this at City Center. There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough performances. The cast was great. And because some of them were still available to do it in the summer, they were like, let's do it. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. And then they were able to get other people, other actors to come and do it. But I think why this is so important right now is this is like that tribute, that really great tribute to Steven Sondheim right now. Mm. You know, Company was already playing while he passed yes. away. Assassins, same. Same. And now this is like that first show that really, after his death, comes back. So this was one of – this is essentially the first – and this is an astonishing thing when you think about it. This is the first Broadway production of a Stephen Sondheim show that does not have any of his involvement. maybe right before he died he knew this was coming or he knew of I had seen an interview with Julie Lester recently and she said I guess he had seen a video of her and said I'd love for her to play Little Red that's kind of cool that you get to know that he said that I don't know how much he knew about this but he essentially was not really involved because he had passed of the rehearsal process and the production and we're talking about someone who started on Broadway way back in the Gypsy West Side Story days Mm -hmm. so someone is missing here in this and most times, like when Andrew Lloyd Webber revival comes, or when a famous Lin Manuel, when a big show comes, the living composer comes in, yeah. sees how it's going. So I felt 
and this is just me being, you know, theatrical and maybe finding the emotion of it. I did feel that absence, not in what the creative was doing because it was so amazing, but I was like, oh, he didn't see this. He's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, a, to be honest, a better tribute than I think they did at the Tony Awards. Putting this on, I think, is a much better tribute. Say it. Right? I mean, I, because I thought that <laughs> no, was such a rushed, think, quick tribute on but the that's Tony Awards. And Bernadette was, so, was amazing on the Tony Awards, but you know what I mean. Right, but I agree. That's why I think this was so important that they still brought it to Broadway after because, yes, this is the first show, technically, after his death. Yeah to come to the stage without his involvement. And because they did it so well at City Center, it was a great tribute to bring this so more people can see it, more people can experience it, and more people can just really just fully embrace. And I also think right now this show is so important Mm -hmm. to what we're all dealing with. Yes. You know, in in life in general. And, you know, I think if if we want to move into the the story plot right now, for me, you know – for, it's kind of interesting for me. This is the first time I'm really seeing a full Broadway production mm-hmm. of this show. Everything else has either been community or regional or even the junior version of Into the or Woods. Or the movie. Or the movie. Right, right. You know. And it was just really nice to understand what the show is prior to seeing this and fully just let myself digest mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. What's being told here. And I'm watching these characters journey through life the woods and they all have these dreams they all have these desire desires which for me it's kind of poignant today mm-hmm. we all have dreams we all have desires and what keeps hitting us in in the face or what keeps blocking us from getting there and as a community or or or, or not just that but like and how our decisions really affect your what you do in life right what your family does mm-hmm. in life, what mm-hmm. your friends do in life, and what everyone around you mm-hmm. does in life. Because one little thing could change the whole world. Right. And what is the giant right. in the world? What is our our personal giant? Exactly. And what are we dealing with with that? Someone like – it's amazing. Like in the beginning, Jack loves the giant and, and, and steals from them, but is amazed by them. Yeah. And then everyone else has caused nothing but pain and heartache – but that's what's interesting about it because when you talk about desires, what can desires be? Lust, greed, beauty, all these things that you want, mm-hmm. you want, and you'll do anything to get there. So the point was he could have been friends with the giant. They could have had a very successful world with the giant. Yeah. He could have asked the giant. Instead, he decided to steal from the giant. He was greedy to the giant. Right. He stole things. But then that mistake – led to other people making right. mis- mistakes. You know, you have, like, the baker who takes the gold coins mm-hmm. from him, which is also kind of greed. What did they want? Right. Well, they yearned for a baby, right. and they would do anything to get a baby. Yeah. And it didn't matter the decisions they make, taking the cow or taking the red cape or cutting the hair. Right. All of those things affected the whole story. Right. And what's also amazing is we know most of these stories from our youth. Most people know most of these stories. So as you grow up and you see, you know, in a way, I always find the most, there's so many good songs. No One Is Alone is so important to like life and the musical theater song cycles and just that is just those two people singing to them. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. No one, um, no one is alone. I mean, I, this is a beautiful thing to say, and then to sing. Children will listen, mm-hmm. and to remind ourselves. 
that children listen to these stories. Children will listen. Careful the things you say. Children will see and learn. Mm -hmm. They do. What are children seeing today? The horrible garbage on the news and the politics and the sadness and the anger and the ridiculous world we live in. Children see that. Children hear the conversations of their parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts. And 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 take that what you want. You know, yeah. maybe children, whatever you're talking about, children will listen. And I think that's they so will. important. You they listen to these fairy tales growing up, and look at what we're still learning from fairy tales. I yeah. think it's most most important. Well, children are innocent. Yeah. They really are. And they learn. Yeah. Most things are learned. Yeah. You know? I, I always tell you this funny thing. Well, I, like I heard a joke that my parents told me when I was younger and I repeated it and it was a dirty joke and I didn't know. Right. And I repeated it at school and I got a phone call home and I was like, wait, Jeffrey, why did you say that yeah. joke at school? I was like, because I heard you guys say it and everyone <laughs> laughed. Right. But children are yes. innocent. And it is really so telling, you know, and me saying that joke at school. Now other kids have heard that joke and maybe they're going to go say it. And it's just like there's a ripple effect of your mm-hmm. actions. And there's also that uh, Roger Hammerstein song lyric from South Pacific. They say you've got to be carefully taught. Yeah. And I think what is taught, what is, you know, what do you hear? What is your environment when you become the product of your environment? Right. And so I think uh it's a. I love that the witch sings that at the end that children will listen because she has a church. You know, she thinks she has Rapunzel and Rapunzel, and then all these years later, when Rapunzel's, you know, she doesn't want to go back to her. Yeah, it's children will listen. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing way to end the story. And that's um, even an, sure. another thing too is like protecting mm-hmm. as parents, protecting your youth or, or your children, and not and trying to keep them from the world to let them make their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What, how does that bite you in right, the end? Right. And look at what it did do to mm-hmm. the witch and Rapunzel. It's interesting because Sarah Bareilles um, in an interview recently had said that this show has always come at really poignant times. Mm-hmm. The original came in the late eighties, early nineties around the HIV AIDS uh, epidemic at a difficult time in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first revival came right after 9-11, a difficult time in New York. And now this revival is coming right at the end of a pandemic and many other things. But, you know, the pandemic to start and a difficult time for New York and the world. And it's almost like we need this story sometimes every every few years to remind ourselves of our youth and what we've learned and how we bring that into our adulthood. But relate this story to what the world is doing with the pandemic. Mm. Just think about it a well, little bit. Well, if you can can say the pandemic is the giant and what are and what and what do they do with the giant? One person thinks they should kill the giant. One person thinks, "Wait, we should give sacrifice someone to that." One person thinks, "Let's tie the rope." What they all have an idea. They're not working together, but they're forced to work together. But as think we a little are. bit harder. Think a little bit harder because for me, my immediate thing is Oh, it's their fault that we have the pandemic. No, it's their yeah. fault that we have yeah. the pandemic. No, it's their yeah. fault. And then move it down, trickle down. Oh, it's your fault that you brought COVID to yeah, yeah. Christmas. Or yeah, it's yeah. your fault that you did this. Meanwhile, most people didn't even know right. that this was going right. on. But think about it right. and say, why do we play that blame game? Or it's the the government did too much. The government didn't do anything. Or the, the, you did that. You have to – It's everyone has an opinion on it. And, and then – but I always think in Into the Woods, what is astonishing is it leads them to 
to kill some. They killed someone. Yeah. In front of the giant. The giant didn't kill that person when we're talking about Jack's mother. Right. I. That's like a wow. You. It was an every man for. It was like a Lord of the Flies moment, kind of in a way. There. Yeah. You know. It was like every man for themselves. And what's nice the, is too that there's a a learning moment. I think you know as we see them all learn from the mistakes. Well, not all because most of them end up dying. Yeah. But. When you have the baker, you have Cinderella, you have Jack, and you have Little Red, and that they've had to learn from the mistakes that they made throughout the woods. Yeah. And then come together. They almost become their own family. They do. At the end, you know? I think that's great. And after they had to figure out that they couldn't blame each other anymore, that they all had to own up to it together Mm. and defeat the giant together, that it worked. Right, right. Right, you know, and that that really is a beautiful message. Yeah, it's a really, really, and 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 like I said, I think Sondheim writes every one of his shows is so different. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so different. This is this was one of his last ones. He had a few after, but this was one of the last really big ones he did, um, and really, really impressive. You'll always see this. You'll always oh, yeah. see it done. I'm glad we saw a Broadway revival here too. Um, it's amazing. It really. We'll always is. see this because it's a timeless show. Yeah, that is because we're going to be dealing with this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we're always going to have giants in the oh, sky. In the sky. <laughs> There's always just oh, going to be giants gosh. in the world oh, who have all the power. And <laughs> yes, little guys. Squash. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but yes, no, I know. I did. I so. did really enjoy this production, though, which was which was very very nice. Yeah. Oh. oh, we're just about out of time. So uh, wrap it up. Final thoughts on the re- revival and the production as a whole. Like I said, I think that this production was great. If you do have the time to go and see this this summer, I highly, highly recommend it. Even if you saw the City Center production, I highly recommend you going back to see this cast because it is very different, I'm sure. From the videos I saw of the City Center productions, this is just like a tad bit different, but very, very good. And this, just go in and really let the show speak for itself and let your imagination kind of go on a ripple mm-hmm. effect here mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. enjoy it, you know? And I, I, what I will say is it's very rare that I leave a show and, like, I like every single person in the show and every element of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think maybe something's weaker or something's stronger. It was like a true uniform team of people yeah. working up there. The, the conductor takes a bow with them. Yeah. That's a character, too. Mm-hmm. I, it's so important. And I think they you can tell they're all – it's not, oh, go in, do the show, get the paycheck, go home. It's like they're working and they're bringing this community piece together because it really is a community piece. And I'm very impressed. Yes, like he said, please go see it. It's really, really wonderful. It's playing till the end of August. Um, so there's a few think, more weeks yeah, left August to go 26. see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing I did want to say, and we didn't talk about this, but those costumes were gorgeous. Gorgeous. Loved all of them. They were gorgeous. They spoke to you as every character walked on that stage. They all represent different colors of the rainbow. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? There was red, yellow, green, blue, all purple. They were all different colors. And royalty and just yeah. it, it, it just really – whoever the costume designer is on this, I don't yes. have the name in front of me. I will <laughs> pull it up before we go. Costume designer Andrea Hood. They were beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. really were Nice. Yep. And I don't know what the Tony situation is going to be for this show. We'll see. Technically, this is the first show of the new Tony season, Yeah, I believe. So um, we'll see how this goes, you know, almost a year from now when Tony's come back. Well, I'm just interested to see if they even submit. But it will be very interesting to see because this is a great could, revival. Great contender. It, for sure, it, yeah. it could definitely win things. For sure. So, but, yeah. 
<laughs> we thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today. We got some more shows coming up and some more pop music episodes. So make sure you listen to them every weekly Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We are releasing new episodes. So thank you so much. Please head over to at half hour podcast on all our social media platforms, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those places. Check <laughs> us out through Two Worlds Entertainment. Comments, engage, let us know what you thought of the show as well. Um, and more to come next time. We'll have another Ooh. show, another pop music, big summer ahead. So yes. we're looking forward to it. Until next time, signing off for now, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.